0: What's the impact of marijuana use on brain function and memory? InfoTrack's Roy Mackey is here with this story. Roy? Thank you, Chris. Our guest is Dr. Neil Dawson from the University of Lancaster in Lancaster, England. Dr. Dawson, you and your researchers were part of a study that examined possible implications for both those who use marijuana recreationally and those who use the drug to combat things like epilepsy, multiple sclerosis, and chronic pain. What is the big headline that came from your study? The main
1: finding from our study is that there may actually be some negative consequences for people who either use marijuana or use cannabinoids to treat certain Mm. medical conditions. The big sort of finding our study was that these cannabinoids, they could actually have a negative impact on the brain. They could impair memory, and we found which exact brain regions that long-term exposure to cannabinoids would impact on.
0: Was this a surprise to you because it seems this is something that's been fairly well known, that there are memory issues related to marijuana use?
1: Yes, it wasn't a huge surprise. Um, We do know that long-term cannabis or marijuana use can impact on memory But what we wanted to do in our study was really to identify which parts of the brain were particularly impacted by long-term cannabinoid exposure. And we also wanted to see if cannabis prevented the brain regions that were involved in memory from sort of talking to each other. And that's what we found.
0: Now, I understand that there are memory issues and also other mental health issues involved here. Is that correct?
1: Well, there is some evidence that links long-term use of marijuana to an increased risk of developing psychosis-like symptoms. However, it seems that that has to be in people who are actually at risk of already developing mental health problems. And we really need a lot more research in that area to truly understand how smoking marijuana or taking cannabinoids
0: might increase someone's risk of developing mental health disorders. How serious are these memory issues? And do you believe that they're permanent, irreversible changes to the brain?
1: Well, it probably depends on how old someone is, for example. Um, So you can imagine that if you're a teenager, uh, during your teenage years, your brain's undergoing still a lot of development. So if you were exposed to cannabinoids at that time in your development, maybe the effects of long-term cannabis use would be more pronounced than it might be in adulthood. But again, we just sort of need more research to clarify what the situation is. It may be the case that as soon as you stop cannabis consumption, after a while, maybe the brain would recover and your memory would be back to normal.
0: Now, there are cannabis-based products and then there's actual smoking marijuana. Uh, did you just distinguish in your study on, on differences there in terms of, of uh, the results to memory and so forth?
1: We weren't able to look at that in our study because we were very focused on one particular receptor in the brain that cannabinoids can act upon. When people smoke marijuana, of course, there are a lot of different chemical compounds and cannabinoids that are present in marijuana, so it's quite a complex situation. Whereas people who are taking cannabinoids for diseases or for treatment of different types of disorders, it's probably that the compounds they'll take will be much more restricted
0: and more selective. You're not dismissing the medical benefits of marijuana, right? You still believe that that is still a valid use?
1: Absolutely. We've seen evidence that cannabinoids could be useful for the treatment of diseases like severe epilepsy or potentially for multiple sclerosis. But what we really want to do is we want to have more research in this field so that we can really empower people to make decisions either about their cannabis use, be that recreational or not. But we also want to make sure that we have a good understanding of the side effects that people who use these drugs might experience. So hopefully the idea is that we could identify the mechanisms underlying those side effects and so we can hopefully sort of negate those side effects in people who are using cannabis for the treatment of disorders.
0: Do you believe there may be some synthetic versions of cannabis on the horizon that may not have these negative side effects?
1: Yes, there could very well be. Again, it's an area that is lacking in sufficient research, but it is potentially possible that the cannabinoids could be modified and synthetic cannabinoids could be produced that would limit the side effects
0: that people might experience. Dr. Neil Dawson from the University of Lancaster in Lancaster, England, thank you very much for joining us today. It's been really a great pleasure talking to you. For InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. And that's it for this week's show. Special thanks to this week's InfoTrack contributors, Roy Mackey and Gina Tedesco. Our Internet services are provided by Pair Networks. Our executive producer is Randy Meyer, and I'm Chris Whitting. We hope you'll join us right here next week for another edition of InfoTrack.